You're listening to the McKinsey on Insurance podcast. In this series, we feature experts discussing trends, disruptions, and strategies that are reshaping the insurance industry as we know it today. My name is Alex Kimura. I'm a partner with McKinsey based in Singapore. Today, I'm excited to share a conversation with Rosalind Chow Koo, founder and CEO of CXA Group. We will hear about Rosalind's transition from a corporate executive to a startup CEO. After a 30-year career that brought her to the APAC leadership of Mercer, Rosalind found herself back at ground zero at the age of 51. She founded CXA in 2013 with a mission of transforming the delivery of employee benefits from pen to paper and one-size-fits-all to a digitized, personalized platform. The company aims to shift healthcare spend from treatment to prevention to improve workplace population and health. We will discuss the key challenges and trends in the industry, particularly as digital analytics and innovation become mainstream, and what are the growth opportunities created by the pandemic in this industry in the years ahead. There's a lot to cover. Welcome, Rosalind. Great to have you with us. Great to be here. So now, what's all the hype about CXA, Rosalind? Tell me. So we built a company-funded wallet, and we linked up health, wealth, and financial ecosystem players. So think of us as a company-funded super app. We've built deep integration into health tech. So you can book appointments for your health screening, for your teledoc, or for your mental health advisor. You can get pre-COVID departure, COVID testing. You can actually put your medical records of your health screening and your drug deliveries on the app, and we are the corporate step challenge and the social postings. So the amount of data we have allow insurance companies and their bank partners to cross-sell individuals in the workplace. So it makes group insurance highly profitable, and it gives access to any bank partner, the ability to sell wealth products. So how do you market your story when you pitch to, let's say, banks? What is your pitch to the CEOs of the various different banks that you approach? So every bank has a very large enterprise base, and they typically have insurance partners, but they don't really sell to the SMEs, and they've never had access to the employees of the SMEs. If you know when someone gets married, when they have kids, when they retire, when they join a company in Asia, no one will marry you unless you can buy a house or a car, right? So that's a perfect opportunity to sell mortgages and auto loans, bundle with homeowners, bundle with auto insurance. So we have the data to be able to penetrate the workplace. So the holy grail of insurance and banking has always been, can you get access to each employee? Do you know enough about them? Can you target health and wealth products to them? And now we can. So when you work with some of these corporates, how do they perceive you? Do they see you as a competitor? Do they see you as a partner? What is the positioning of CXA? So OCBC, for example, calls it OCBC Health Pass powered by CXA. HSBC, we are the employee benefits platform for the SME bank. 
So we are actually an enabler. And what we do is we remove all the middlemen. We remove the broker, the agent, and the TPA, which integrates their clinics and their hospitals. So if you take three layers of intermediaries out, then and you can cross-sell into each employee, it's a formula for higher profitability, but also higher revenues. Just on that point, Rosalind, you mentioned about middlemen being disrupted. How do you overcome the tension and how do you break the ice? How do you work with them? We actually took a channel which is untapped. If you think about bank assurance, mm. they've crossed all the high net worth, the credit card holders, people walking to the branch, but they've not crossed the SMEs or the employees of the SMEs. So we're not cannibalizing agencies and brokers. And since we're integrating the clinics and the hospitals directly, they don't really need to use the TPA. So for the bank assurance SME base, that's the untapped base. And that's why we picked that base. It's not large corporates, it's SMEs. So you don't really have agencies and brokers working with your banca channel. You know, there's a lot of talk about prevention, detecting early disease, et cetera. How integral is that to CXA's offerings? It's core to our offering. Because we have a wallet, and the wallet is funded by the company's insurance spend and your healthcare spend, maybe your, your checkup spend, your dental spend, we allow each employee to decide what to do. So if you're a dual-income couple and your spouse already has family coverage, you've already duplicated your insurance coverage. So use your spouse for your medical coverage, free up that money and use that instead to get a health screening, detect if you're pre-diabetic or you're about to have hypertension or you're highly stressed. Do you have mental health issues during COVID? And you can use that money instead of waiting for treatment to shift it because we also link up the healthy nutrition, the mental health, the chronic disease management, the exercise. So we allow the money that companies were already spending for treatment to be shifted to early detection and prevention. More recently, you've pivoted into the SaaS space, which is really a technology business, which means working with external parties. What kind of partnerships and collaborations are you looking for? So... We do a lot of bank assurance deals in different countries, typically one deal per country. The one in Hong Kong that we did, within six months, they won and onboarded 200 different companies. The broker I bought took 23 years to win 200 companies. So can you imagine within six months, you have 80,000 new members in the middle of COVID? In Thailand, we built a joint venture with the largest insurer and a payroll company. So we are doing a bundle payroll plus benefits plus health. We're in discussions with a telco for their enterprise base. So it really is any firm with a corporate base where we could use a wallet to think about health Wealth is physical, financial, and mental health all in one. It's the convergence. 
So when you work with a corporate, oftentimes it's difficult to partner because you don't have full control over the destiny of the partnership. How do you ensure that you're in control? Let's say in making sure you're comfortable in the delivery. What is your secret sauce here? So it's really where does the P&L come together, right? Because I have to work with IT and operations and the back office and the bank and the insurer and all the product lines. So I have to have alignment with the CEO because that's where it all comes together because it could fall apart at any step. Mm. And the ecosystem players, it's not just me convincing them. It's the insurer and the bank convincing them Mm. because I have to connect. And not everyone has an API. We are actually the plumbing and the infrastructure because healthcare and insurance and savings products and life products, you actually need the basic infrastructure Mm. to do this and to pull it all together. Just to diverge a bit, just looking at your business over the last five years, and ever since you started, Roslyn, I've noticed that you've taken a passion towards taking a social element to your business, a passion for doing a greater good for society. Tell us a little bit more about that dimension of the business. This actually started with a very large Chinese client of mine. We sold them insurance, cancer insurance, but what they discovered was too many late-stage cancers. So it was too late. And what they said to us was, look, we pay for health screening for every one of our employees. Why couldn't this have been caught up front, early stage or pre-cancer? And we could have done something about it. Why can't we do early detection and prevention and treatment and insurance just in case? Why wait till someone is so sick? So they said what every other company said to us. Why can't someone consolidate all of this? Why is it all separate and why is there no data? Hmm. So if someone can build an ecosystem, because it does take a village... That's what every company wants. Mm. So speaking of that, there's a lot of big incumbents with lots of capital. What's really stopping them from saying, Roslyn, I'm going to do exactly what CXA is doing, maybe even better, maybe even disrupt CXA. What do you think is stopping them from doing so? I think basically because group insurance is so unprofitable and low margin. So why even invest? But what Mm -hmm. if I can change group insurance into a distribution Mm. of all the employees and the holy grail of digital worksite finally worked? Then it becomes a different picture. Insurers could, but right now there's no economic reason to do it unless there's proof. What if I have the proof Mm. finally? But you have to build it country by country by country because healthcare is local. It's local doctors, local insurance, local health screening, local prevention. It's not for the faint of heart to do something like this. It's decades in the making. So do you feel like the substitution cost here is quite high? Yes, because I didn't expect to be doing this at 60, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what? I suspect I'll be doing this at 70. So 
It's like when travel finally aggregated everything around a trip instead of having that agent fax your stuff over and make a ton of calls. So I'm at the beginning of insurance, healthcare, and financial services converging. You have to build the pipes first. Then you can build things on top of it. So I am the plumber that's coming first. Okay, just building on that, I want to talk about the future because I think this is just the beginning for you, as you mentioned. What is the long-term ambition, let's say, in the next five years for CXA? What do you think will be different from five years from now? So healthcare is rising everywhere. And every insurer has unprofitable group insurance, right? And they're always looking at other distribution, right? And so to me, this is a global opportunity, So we have to select which countries do we go to first. I see the next year getting all across Southeast Asia because there's no nationalized healthcare. Hmm. It's all workplaces and SMEs. So could I build a base here? And I already see a convergence over the next five years where it's not just benefits, it's compensation and its retirement. When you go across that spectrum, we're already bundling together. Could it be all across HR and across all insurance and health and wealth? Yes, you can. And then can we enter other regions after that? We're being selective by focusing on Southeast Asia right now because that's where the demand is the greatest. Hmm. Rosalind, I know this is year eight or so on your journey. At what point will you feel like you've really made it? How would you define success? I mean, is it valuation or is it profitability? Is it the number of customers that you've achieved? What is that measure of success? We know right now we don't feel that. <laughs> we, we, after eight years, we like have one case study. So profitability okay. is probably a year away. Of course, I've said that every year for eight years. <laughs> but I believe it. <laughs> but if we can be all across Asia, I will feel like I've made it. And Asia is important to me because 60% of all global diabetics are in Asia. Asia has almost 150 million diabetics. Mm. And we're not like Europe where there's national health systems, Mm. right? The workplace and employees are responsible for their health. Mm. So it's more dire here. So if I could do something and impact chronic disease management and reduce that Mm. by using treatment money, that would be huge. If I could do something about mental health, using company-funded money, that would be great. So just on the way forward, and like many insurtechs and fintechs, the challenge is really about bringing in talent to execute against this vision. What's your talent strategy? What are your visions on sourcing these types of people? I mean, let's face it, there is nobody that's really 100% ready-made for CXA, correct? I mean, talent needs to be developed and nurtured into the organization. What are you looking for? Our best tech talent came outside of insurance Mm. and they're in China, right? Because they're so far ahead because payments is a big part of it. And so are all of these integration and the data. Tech talent, we just find them from other industries and we have 
insurance specialists who are product people. Mm. But we look for insurance people who are open-minded about the future because it's not just one product. We're looking at all of these products that could be sold in the workplace. I think we're different from other startups because we touch fintech since we work for the banks. We touch insurtech since we work with the insurers. We touch health tech since we take raw data, right, from the clinics and the labs and the wellness, and we touch HR because we have to work for companies. So if you want to be at the leading edge and also do social good, we're probably a good firm for that. Okay. And over the last eight years, uh, I'm sure there's been successes, but also failures along the way. Can you describe some of the lessons learned? Can you impart some of the wisdoms to some of the startup founders who are listening in and looking at InsureTech as a future career? So the first thing I would say is try never to spend any money unless you need to. Because you may think there's unlimited funding, but no, that's not the truth. Be super frugal. Super, super frugal. Mm. I was not, so lesson learned. Mm. Secondly, the people you hire from corporate may not always make it in a startup. Mm -hmm. They take the same politics, the same bureaucracy, and expect structure in your startup. And you can't promise that. Mm stability, security, structure, answers. Also, if you're going to buy and make an acquisition, buy the smallest company. Do not buy the largest company (laughs) because when you buy an SME, you find out there's a culture clash between SMEs and your tech guys. Mm. And you may never get that culture to fit together because there's a completely different mindset that can distract you from your mission of building tech. Lastly, find a tech co-founder if you're a business person, Mm. because building that tech over and over and over again can crush you. (laughs) And so... It took us eight years, right? Over and over and over again, because there's so many things to figure out when insurers have no APIs, right? What do you do? You have to build everything and you have to build their piece too. If you have a tech CTO co-founder, that's really good, not a bad one. Get a really good one. It'll really shorten your journey. So I have so many lessons learned. If there was a pothole, I probably fell in it and I found my way out. Don't fall in as many holes as I have in the past. It's painful, Mm. but as a founder, you have to be able to last through the lulls. Okay. And Rosalind, was there ever a point where you said, this is just way too difficult. I need to give up here and go back to my comfortable corporate life. I never wanted to go back to corporate life, but there were many times where it was really too difficult. Mm. It was really too difficult. And every startup will go through this. When you run out of money, what do you do? Mm. Right? You have to find a way out. There's too many people looking at you. You're responsible for them and their families. 
What do you do when you run out of money? And you have to have the answer for that. You've talked about the opportunities and the technologies and so forth. So, Rosalind, what excites you about the future? I actually believe that the future of corporate insurance and healthcare is exactly CXA. It's not everything being separate. It really is digital, online to offline. I actually think this is the future where people think about prevention before waiting till it's too late. And everyone has control over the company spend and having personalized insurance and healthcare. This, to me, is the future. I believe we are the future standard for corporate health. Okay, thank you, Rosalind. Great conversations. Thank you for joining us and look forward to welcome you back in the future. Great. Pleasure being here. Thank you for listening to McKinsey on Insurance podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to McKinsey on Insurance wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back with another episode in a few weeks.